0: You're too excited. Calm, calm down, Joe. Calm down. Broadcasting from Essex. It's the 11th of December 2020, and you're listening to Salonomics, the show where we talk about stuff and things. The Bitcoin price is currently $17,750. I'm your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again is my hair dad, Joe Mehmet. Hey, Joe. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm um, very well, thank you. So then, what do you think of this week's jingle? It was quite festive, wasn't it? Anyway, so I, I, um, I want to give you the right to reply. This is something we're going to do every week as well. Um, we have received some really wonderful feedback um, for last week's show. Um, and I want to give you the right to reply to that feedback, if that's OK with you, Joe. Of John. course. Right, well, here goes. Uh, um, and by the way, everyone, um, if you do want to send us some feedback, just type Salonomics into Google and you'll, you'll find us. We're on Instagram and all the usual places. So whatever your platform of choice is, um, yeah, crack on. So I had a wonderful piece of um, feedback from... Well, they, they'd rather remain anonymous. So I'm just going to read it f- from... Um, Uh, uh, A Mr. John from uh, Brentwood. Oh, yeah. And he said he enjoyed the podcast, but he knows us both. He said he thinks it would appeal to the industry, but maybe not so much for non-hair people. So I'd like to hear more political, social comment, as you both can be interestingly controversial. What do you think about that Joe?
1: Well, this is this is it. We I, I think we have got very strong opinions and views on on everyday life and, but I but that's just us, isn't it? because we, we can engage and we we can actually disagree and agree without really ruining our friendship and our relationship. And I think some some people are very sensitive to certain issues that they could actually sort of like um, be insulted, be hurt, be they could use any kind of um, ism towards
0: hmm. us. So, so I, kind sure. of,
1: I, I think it will, I, I would will find it very uncomfortable sharing my political, social right. views.
0: Right, in that case, Mr John from Brentwood, we are doing it. If we make Joe uncomfortable, we are doing it. Um, listen, I think we should... In, I think, listen, um, yeah, just because our main subject matter is hairdressing... You know, what we talk about on a daily basis is political because our industry is being destroyed by the uh, political um, governings of the UK at the moment. So uh, I think I, it's in, I can think you, we can't can, can help, please help
1: please to elaborate. But politically, who's politi- we, we don't have any political agendas, our industry. We've got no, no we're, governing body representing no. us.
0: Us individuals, we don't have any political agendas, apart from, I suppose, that we're both free market capitalists and we but believe no, but, but that competition industry, is it, good, but
1: right? Interest is not recognised. we got No, there's no union in our industry. We, no, we but
0: have... I mean the powers that be, as in Boris Johnson and the pharmaceutical companies that are keeping all hairdressers locked up and dressed in hazmat suits in order to do their daily job.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I think there's a sort of like a, there is a sort like a there is of underlying message in that, I think, that they trying to dis- not destroy the industry. Oh, no, that's to-
0: right. Keep us safe. It's for our protection. Well,
1: yeah, I don't think they try to destroy it. I think they just try to sort of like um, what I call retail cleansing. Because in every recession, right, mm. it, it, what happens is you've got some businesses that... that Collapses, some businesses thrive, but it's all like people tend to sort of shut shop and, and move on forward. And I think this is what the government's trying to do. Actually, is, is to sort of like restructure the the high street, because because right now there's how many salons are there in the high street or, or in, a, in a certain area? There's too many, and and it, it cannot all survive, do the same thing. It cannot. It's it's virtually impossible. So some has to. Close unfortunately, and some will survive. That's that's mm. how I look at
0: it. Yeah, I think there's approximately 40,000 salons in the UK. Um, that, I know, is I know all, they contribute, contribute yeah. Well, I think the beauty industry does contribute up to about 27 billion is that pounds a year. Is that registered
1: businesses? Yes, or?
0: these are registered high street, you know, right businesses and you know, beauty salons, hairdressing salons, barbershops, they all come under the same you know, uh, non-essential retail banner that we've all been given. So,
1: uh, I mean, in Essex Road, where I where I saw, like, I, I mean, I live between Essex and Upper Street, right? And yeah. I've gone to Essex. There's one, two, there's three barbershops within a space of about 150 yards, OK? Because... Sure. 'Cause I, I go to my butchers, I go to my um fishmongers and, and my sort of local local green, um, greengrocers. And mm. and in that walkway you see three three barbers. And you go to Upper Street, there's about so there's one, two, three, there's about six hairdressers salons in Upper Street. We're mm. like about a quarter of a mile walk. Because yeah. from my house to the bank to to this to Chapter Street Market. So uh, there's too many. And and it, and as far as I'm concerned, they're not they're all surviving because they've been here a long time obviously but i just find it just too much you, you know i mean when i was when i was um in, in the 80s right you, you had yes you so sort of like i remember malton brown when they first started in um, south malton street and you had vedessa you had um, john free you had daniel galvin you had neville daniels you had this sort of cell you had Robert fieldings and things like that right and they all did their own little things you know so martin brown was quite interested because they used to do finger drying you know remember that sort of perm that fuzzy fuzzy hairstyles right Yeah, you know, people sort of having the 80s that fuzzy but yeah my actually, dad my dad had one right but they actually dry the hair with um, finger drying it, it was quite an amazing technique you know then the diffuser came out but this is all before the diffuser and it was actually quite interesting can you imagine blow drying the hair just use mm. your fingers because the heat for your fingers generate mm. you know
0: the, no, the, the friction. I agree I mean it's a technique I, I use as well um, e- exactly
1: so but now right everybody's just doing the same thing and, mm. and again we talked about the Instagram culture the other day with the, the hairdressers um, of the year of awards and, and, and again I kind of think that if I was in government if I was in powers of being right, I would sort of say you know what get rid of it. just give some diversity give, make it more eclectic make the high street more interesting Make yeah. it more um, so, like durable. Make it more sustainable.
0: Well, more, yeah. I think. I think the. I think the focus or the change uh, in the high street will be more f- based on entertainment rather than retail. Yes. Um, yes. I think that's the bi- That's the biggest driver of this all. And, and like you say, retail cleansing. Um, yeah, our government is put in so many restrictions on our trade right now, obviously because, because can, of... I can say something, right?
1: You know, when you say our government, this is a worldwide phenomenon by the way. It's not just our government, this is yeah, across the Yeah, I board, know, I know, right? but there so is... So is... you can't just sort of say our government. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a worldwide
0: phenomenon, right? They're no, all okay. Alright, alright, I accept that. I accept that. It is a worldwide phenomenon Phenomenon, but this is essentially accelerating the retail cleansing because they are making our industry unviable temporarily and, and what I mean by that is the mass, the experience that it's destroying. Yeah. Um, the visors that everyone's having to wear, the, the sanitary aspects that we're being held held to, the fact that customers can't even wait inside now, they have to stand outside in the freezing cold. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously the main driver of all this is being labelled non-essential, which is going to uh, affect our industry for years because it will affect the, the young people that want to come into an industry um, yeah. for, for the next few years because... No career officer at school is ever going to turn around and say to um, the parents and the child, say, um, hairdressing's a great career for you to go into, when the average wage of our sector... Yeah, I know they never did, but the average wage of our sector is the same as, you know, stacking shelves at, you know, a big supermarket. If if anything, it's worse, I think. It's probably worse. Um, So, you know, we have got a tough... We have got a very, very tough situation that we've got to manage and get through. And it's survival. Like you say, it's retail cleansing at the moment. But the salons that get through it over the next year... I think we'll have very bright futures.
1: Exactly, that's how awesome. It would make the industry more sexy. It would actually bring the industry alive again because right now it is dead. It has been dead for a long time, Aaron. With this, you know, I've discussed it with you many times, right? How the industry is just so dull. It, there, there's nothing inspiring whatsoever about it. Yeah, you, you know, there, there's even now, right? You saw sort of reading on these sort of social uh, media platforms, someone trying to bring mental health issues into the industry, so sort of sexual discrimination to you know why is there no women, women um, sort of like salon owners and things like that? They, they all try to bring something into it, which is really non-viable. It just does not exist. Yeah, you know, it was such a fun industry to be in at one time. It, You know, you could actually, it's one industry where you could leave school with no qualifications, right? With the right aptitude, the right dedication, you could actually earn a career. And one thing about hairdressing, you would never starve, okay? Mm. So that that was the beauty about the industry. Now they're trying to make it so, uh, so, uh, that you don't want to be into it anyway because it
0: doesn't.
1: What does that mean? Well, it's just so. It drains you, it drains the very life and soul out of you. I mean, fortunately for me, I don't have a salon anymore, so I don't have to deal with the politics. But towards my end of days, you know, for being a salon owner, you became a salon operator. Mm. Do you understand the difference?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The fact that for three months a year, you're operating it for somebody else.
1: For a start, right? And Mm. then the rest of the time, right, you try to keep the head child department happy okay mm. you try to keep the the employment laws happy so all of a sudden you know, you talk about all these salon owners yeah we all say they're not salon owners they're salon operators because they're not actually working for themselves anymore gotcha okay? gotcha right? so yeah so it has for it to sort of rise up again it, all these factors have to die you have to kill it okay so that the next generation comes up it sees the mistakes that the this generation has has done, and it gets better it, because it always evolves. Look, let, let's let's take football clubs for example. You know, Manchester United they had a great period in the nineties to the early two thousands, and now they're sort of like having to rebuild. Liverpool in the eighties were phenomenal, nineties were phenomenal, and they they kind of collapsed a bit. Every every industry has to go through um, a sort. Of, downturn for it to go up again and right now it's no good bleating about it it's 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 much better to sort of accept what it is and restructure the whole industry Mm. and that's what the, the the governing they're not governing bodies the professional bodies are not doing at all because we see it all the time where they all they're doing right is copying and pasting government guidelines and this justifies their existence Speaking, it's a waste of time. I don't even know why people enrol to these to these um, bodies.
0: Is well? well I mean, that's a that's a good point that you um, that you make. I wanted to bring up the idea that this contraction in the market or retail cleansing,
1: um,
0: as I call it, <laughs> as you call it, um, it will essentially push people off the grid, um, put more people self-employed. Yep. Um, and what was that ISO? What was that uh, ISO? That rule that they brought in, which was essentially to remove self-employed people from salons and try and make them employed. Well, Corona's come along and basically destroyed that yes. because now most people are having to leave salons because it's not viable anymore, and they are going self-employed. So we will have a small contraction of salon businesses, and that I agree. And and obviously any competitive industry you will get contractions of the market followed by expansions. Um, exactly.
1: And, and listen, there's another interesting fact that, that we see, right, is that all these salon owners are all complaining about the, their take-ins, people are coming in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's one thing people are still doing. They're still getting their hair done.
0: Yeah, and they're still buying shampoos and conditioners. It's, it's, it's
1: exactly. Mm. So people are still having their hair done. It's just that they're not going to the salon. It's sure. as simple as that. So what does it tell you? That the, the hairdressers still go to their houses. They're, they're probably learning from the, um, YouTube or, or, or some, someone's or their friend's doing it or whatever. And i told it before. The best haircuts i see now are homemade jobs. People are actually cutting their own fringes, cutting their lopsided bobs or layers and this and that. And, and you know, with the tools that they've got in hand, as in the tongs, the straightening, as the thing, they can make a hairstyle out like of that. You know, years gone by, you know, it's very hard to sort of do a hairstyle with a dodgy haircut nowadays it's very easy it really is even a dodgy color I mean, you've seen a dodgy yellow dodgy green dodgy pink and all this stuff it actually looks very, it's acceptable whereas you know most sellers would never let anyone walk out with that kind of um, sort of uh, result Really. yeah
0: that's a really good point. uh to add to that, um we live in a generation of instagram filters, don't we and yeah. and 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 Botox and fillers yeah. so um do you remember like twenty years ago how it was all the magazine's thought that they were put in these you know um these unreachable Uh, beautiful women on the front of their magazines and they were being retouched. And, oh, magazines, how can you do that? Well, now we've all got the power in our own hands, we're all doing it. And now nobody knows what real is anymore. So now people are going into salons and beauty parlours and whatnot, and they've got these unrealistic expectations of what our service can do. So I think that's a really important point to make, that our job is just going to get harder and harder and harder because we deal with the real world. We're not dealing with social media channels, you know. We, we can't take a haircut that's from it, a still it, image it, it, and make it look amazing it, exactly. when you're walking down the road. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So there has I, I, to be a nature or a natural side of the work that you do which means it looks great all the time, as opposed to just great in front of a camera.
1: Okay, so don't you think salons right, have been the very clients that they're trying to uh, appease? They're actually insulting them because they're putting on their um, web pages or their their pro um, their profile, all right? These these images which are sort of manufactured, which is filtered, and they're trying to pass it off as this is what we can do for you which is not real. So if you would do something real, make it 100% authentic. If it's not 100% authentic, then it's not real. Okay? In the eyes of the law, if 1% is false, then it's all false. Okay? Gotcha. Really? So, again,
0: sellers. it's all- an interesting dilemma and I think it's one that we're going to have to, you know, keep an eye on over the next few years. You know, um, social media has certainly changed um, the way that we do business, um, you know, we've just got to figure out whether social media is actually beneficial for our business or not.
1: Well, listen, I, I, for, for me, as you know, I I never made a career out of social media, using social media whatsoever. Okay, yeah, you know, I I had a, I had a philosophy, I had a mantra, and I just stuck to that. I, I was never influenced by anybody uh, to sort of like using social media to promote something that i i couldn't really do I, okay. I i you know do you know what i mean I, yeah. I don't i don't want to appeal to 10 million people i want to appeal to one person and that one person is going to be my empire that i could build from
0: okay yeah, and sure. that's how
1: empire start, from one person or one or one battle things like that so it, i think some, so they some, need
0: one follower right
1: that's right. That's how, that's how it
0: starts. It's, it's the second person that creates the movement, right?
1: Exactly. You have that's the it. first
0: one that goes through the wall and gets bloody, but the yeah. second person that follows creates the movement. So, exactly. exactly. So who are you, Joe? Are you the, are you the first person through the wall or <laughs> are you the follower? Well, what now, are you these I've, days? I've,
1: I've, always been, um, uh, I've always been a maverick, really. I, I was never a follower. I listen. I've, I've always been... I've, I've absorbed good advice. I never sure. absorb bad advice. Sure. I I I did act on my own, to a lot of instinct uh, instinctly, which I always get wrong. But then I'd rather get wrong and learn, than sort of like uh, not try at all. Sure.
0: Okay? Cause
1: gotcha. And you know also right, in our industry, you can have a sh- a shitty month, a shitty three four months. Okay, and you have a great three, four months, and then when you go to the end of the year, you t- you, you add your totals up. You kind of like it was no different, really. So it it always accumulates. You, you should always, every year you should always be increasing your. Um, portfolio by 10% because you always lose as well because a lot of salons don't understand or they can when of you accepted. say
0: portfolio you mean turnover
1: right yeah turnover, exactly the, the clientele okay because turnover is clientele the more clients you have the more turnovers you have the more bigger your portfolio is okay so gotcha. the, every salon every hairdresser throughout a year loses a percentage of clients yeah, and for various reasons they could be relocated someone could die they, could, they mm. could lose their mind there's all these reasons right so you always have to increase your um, portfolio okay mm. just to compensate for it obviously.
0: and then obviously once you do the numbers then you can check the profitability once you exactly. increase your turnover and, you always, and it, if you're not more profitable then obviously something's going wrong right
1: exactly because eventually right you actually sort of get to the point where it is now because what's happened is COVID-19 what's happened it's actually, it actually exposed their failings in their business models, mm. really. Sure. And, and no son owner or, or, or respected um, prospective um, son owner will sort of admit that they, they got it wrong. Because, mm. And I, I don't want to shatter their dreams because we all we'll have dreams. You, know, you, you start a business, you've got a dream, you've got ambitions ambition, you've got to do this, you want to do that, right? And it's beautiful, it's fantastic emotions. And then it all starts to go wrong. And you've got to start looking at it why it goes wrong. Really, really. And, and, and not blame it on anything else. you go got to look at the internals, really, not the externals. Because the externals has, has a sort of minimum ef- effect. And that's with any business, I think, not just in our industry.
0: All right, let's just do what's got you go on LinkedIn rather than the right to reply on on the the feedback because I wanted to I wanted because basically how it works I I wanted to take two or three feedback and give you the right to reply directly to that person, not then turn it into a twenty minute chat (laughs) on what that person says because that isn't you replying to criticism.
1: I think one I think it's quite good actually. I I, I think what we did actually is much better than you think it is.
0: Sometime later. So then, Joe, what's got your goat on LinkedIn this week?
1: It's quite funny, actually. I was just, um, you know, just scrolling through it. I came across this uh, woman, right, called Lenka Love, and she put this post on, and she said, "How can we keep hurting them? They deserve only to be loved, heart, 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 right?" And for, and she did a video where she's got a tiger cub, a white tiger cub, in her in her sort of swimsuit in a swimming pool, and a chimpanzee is in the water, and so playing and saw like pretend look like it was saving the cub's life and the woman's in the in the swimming pool pretend to like she's she's saving the um the animal's life or anything right mm. and anyway, there's all these people she's got 1262 comments right but there's mm. this oh, oh, oh it was a wonderful video Everyone's sharing blah blah, blah. but there's this one woman um Joanna Douglas right she she sort of put a post like you know we don't deserve animals she sort she of like That's a, that was a comment to the video and there was this guy he, he actually sort of said you know he, he kind of replied to that and she went into this rant let me just sort of like get it up for a second if you can pause pause with me a little bit um, she, she kind of like went into this uh, rant at him so like this is it, this is it. One second. She she went into this rant about you anti you Trump hate you are Trump lover all this all political. Um, what, what was your comment?
0: To... What was but your my, comment then?
1: My my comment was: What's the point of this video? All I see is a woman, a cub, and a chimpanzee in a swimming pool. Obviously, right. it's staged and it's nothing real or genuine. To right. me, it's just virtual signaling. I find people I... using animals to get likes just to boost boost their insignificant life more crude to the animals than they pretend to be I just uh-huh.
0: yeah. yeah I just wanted some context to why she was calling you a Trump fan so how did she go from that to what did she say again
1: well she just she was just going into this uh, rap well, let's have a look um, what's it I yeah, want it yeah, verbatim I want it I want, yeah, she, I want you. She, you, she goes out Jason Workman, you just another miserable Trump supporter, kind of an <laughs> animal hater. I have no use for your <laughs> like. Like Trump, you spew hatred and love violence. And he replied, <laughs> when does spew hate, remember, love trumps hate. Nobody on, on the left practice it. She <laughs> goes, eating animal products is the leading cause of heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. That's a fact. And this is a woman, right? It's purportedly a retired moral actress. So she's just an advocate, okay? Now, when someone says retired model actress, she's actually a failed model actress because no one retires from acting or modelling. You just failed.
0: I mean, you (laughs) retire from working. That's a great point. That's a great point. And by the way, for any impressionable listeners out there, eating animal products does not cause heart disease. On the contrary, uh, I think that... Humans have evolved for hundreds of thousands of years eating animal products with no problem. I think if you look to the industrial sludge food that they produce now, which is full of carbohydrates, sugar, and corn syrup, I think there's your leading indicator for heart disease right there
1: exactly that's right you know so it...
0: but that's just my two pence worth so you know
1: no, no listen don't quote me on that look as as i got older i'm eating less meat anyway I, before i could not bear to have food without meat you know when i was younger mm. and being turkish i'm mm. like my kebabs I like my shish kebab, kebab my roast my chicken everything i loved it but now mm. i'm I'm in so my 60s and kind of retired i'm actually eating less meat i, I actually eat veggie burgers i eat more salads gross. i eat more gross <laughs> You know what I mean. So we stuff wine leaves. You know the tomatoes and the artichokes and the peppers. We sort of stuff it with very mm. little meat. More like um, rice and sort of cheese and things like which. Uh, and my, That's a
0: Mediterranean diet. Yeah, right?
1: and my in-laws have been um, being Hindus, right? I saw so like I tend to have um, my curries all vegetable now, which yeah I, I love. Don't get me wrong, I love. But I'm not a, I'm not a vegetarian. So where do you get your um, vitamin B twelve from? Oh, the um, that's a good question. I don't really know. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't really know because I'm not yeah. into all this or so vitamins. I do, I do know I need the salamander back. And this year I've been Yeah. That. I, 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 do need that. Uh,
0: I'm gonna make you some bone broth for Christmas, then, mate. Oh then. God, that would be interesting. Oh. Uh, really? No, uh, I don't yeah. know about that, mate.
1: I'm, I'm not gonna see you a Christmas, by the way.
0: Well, are you technically in my bubble? I suppose you are, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, Being my, my hair dad. You're my, you're my carer. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's true. I do a lot of care in the community. That's very true. Um, yeah, I, I hope so, mate. I hope so. Um, so then, what are you promoting this week, mate? You got anything you want to... any other relevant business to sign off on? No, not really. I've... <sighs> Don't really, I'm just sort of looking forward to the weekend I, my, my wife was
1: away last night so she's I've got to get the house um, all tied up because you know when the house is all, my wife is away I tend to be a little bit messy but uh, so I need to tidy the house up now really. So. Yeah,
0: you turn it into a bachelor pad, then not yeah, Exactly for one night yeah, and one day. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. I love those days when my family all goes away for a few days, yeah, and I can just it's, veg it's, out. It's and, absolutely yeah, it's nice. brilliant. I mean, I've got two yeah.
1: dogs, right? So I look after dogs, but it's it's amazing when when my wife is at home, they 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 be a very different. Life. But with me, these two dogs seem to be like they're my two best friends. They they're my sort of drinking buddies that's yeah, right they,
0: well, man's man's best friend mate yeah, there's a reason yeah, yeah. why they, that, that, sort of like, that phrase exists
1: yeah I mean, I, I mean you know my two dogs right there Hardy and June they're kind of eating pooping walking machines that's what they're playing. beautiful but on, when they're with me though they like to play chase we we play we, we actually get them to sort of like play hide and seek I'm running up and down the stairs getting to chase me and they, I, I get them to engage mm. with my footsteps you see as well
0: all right all right enough about that i'm sure i'm sure the world (laughs) don't care about your daily dog routine (laughs) anyway um yeah i'm just um promoting some blogs i've written some more on go salon so if anyone wants to read those um it's quite an interesting one they're very good reads actually that i've I've got to sort of say they're very very very
1: well researched they're they're not just from the heart yeah actually
0: well, one I've written recently is about government-run salons and, and I do touch on the fact that, um, you know, if salons don't exist and we everyone signs up to all these regulations and governing bodies, et cetera, et cetera, then hairdressing moves away from the individual creative and it turns into a bureaucratic um, administrative nightmare um, which will kill the industry far quicker um, than anything else, but, um, can we but yeah. So can we, I
1: said, it's a very good point
0: actually. Can we talk about that on our next show? I find that very interesting. Yeah, if you want to, mate. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I've got to try and source a um, turkey crown. Um, oh, turkey, uh, turkey crown. Tur- yeah, okay. the crown. Um, unfortunately, um, we only just decided the other day that we were going to stay at home um, for Christmas and do a Christmas dinner here. And the mother-in-laws coming round, and I've promised to source one, but the, I can only find giant turkeys at the moment. Like they're really, really big, and they're what, really expensive. What about really your expensive. local butcher? Um, well they're closed. Uh, uh, local butchers, Sainsbury's these days, mate. Do you know what I mean? Local butcher doesn't really exist anymore. But um, but yeah, that's that's um that's something else. I've got to try and. Fine. so if anyone can help me out where to find a, a very good organic turkey crown that doesn't cost the earth then uh, that'd be amazing so you're, um, not, so you're
1: not going to your local um, Iceland then <laughs> no absolutely
0: not anyway mate I think that's enough for this week um, thanks for tuning in everybody uh, hope to have another Salonomics um, same time same place next week cheers Joe Take cheers, care. Mate. I'll speak to you soon bye everybody Bye. adios mofo Um, You know what? Fuck the jingle. (laughs) Exactly. Fuck the jingle.